Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gamer Grudge. Oh, we're live. Yes, we are. Sort of. We are now. I, I cut the vo- I had the volume down. Now the volume was up. It's your show. It's your show, Zero. Oh, damn. My show. All right. Hello, guys. Welcome to Gamer Grudge. He's pulling in for Mac as he is filling in for Mac because he is competing tonight. I am Zero, producer and temporary host. Yeah, yeah. For for your judges tonight, we have co-producer and ever-present Angelic Sin. Hello. And we also have still one of our newest members, but she's been doing such a good job with all with everything that she's been on. Give a warm round of applause for Pyretta Blaze. Woo. Oh, come on, man. Woo! That's <laughs> Look, I, I may be silent, but at least I'm not mocking people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now we will get to our fighters. Is the we train have... the fighters? Hmm? Is the train that just went by one of the fighters? For our fighters tonight, we have a very classic grudge match between these two ever-present people within our community. We have the actual host of Gamer Grudge and the entire lead of GF1 Studios, Mac Pool. Okay, y'all can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys, I'm coming to chew bowl, come and kick ass. So, unfortunately, he's out of both. Yes, yes. No, I got some in the back, though. I actually got some. <laughs> yes, you have, you have asked for days, Mac. We know. Fuck! <laughs> 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 and I don't competing know against him is. Our standard fact checker and ever present snark factory. Hello. Zach. Uh, also, thank your wife for this. And uh, Mac, what do you? What does that look like to you? Oh, I don't like sniper. Fuck you, Zach. Sniper. <laughs> fuck Joe. Fuck. Uh-huh. Fuck sniper Joe. <laughs> fuck y'all. Damn it! You gotta bring that fucker into this act. This. Yeah. What other episode would I premiere this on? Zero. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What other episode would you want to premiere that on? Yeah. I know. I know. You wanted this so badly. I mean, I got my also have my Kitsune Con pin on there too. My watch. I still got my middle finger. So I mean, there we go. <laughs> All right. You are getting so. talented, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. In the meantime, everybody here knows knows the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Every everybody here should at least know the questions. 
Just right. waiting on. Looks like Angie. Oh, Angie is there. Never mind. Mm -hmm. you All right. So, so, shall we get into our first question? You want to play yeah. the montage, or just want to go with the question? Let's just go uh, to the questions, honestly. Okay. Yeah, we'll go right. right to the questions because montage. I figure we should save for our non-staff competitors. Gotcha. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So. Question one, Angie, if you would be so kind as to read it off. Sure. Question one is, what's the best pre-symphony of the night Castlevania game? All right. We will start this round of answering with Mac. Oh, my answer is Super Castlevania 4. Okay. I had yeah, both, both covers in there. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And Zach? I went with Castlevania Bloodlines. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Mac, you've got three minutes to deliberate. It, it, to deliberate your answer and tell us why Super Castlevania 4 is the best pre-Symphony of the Night Castlevania game starting now. When you first start, guys, when you start first play Castlevania... Get closer to the mic. That don't affect my mouth. Okay, here we go. When you first start playing Castlevania 4, Super Castlevania 4, when you first get to the first part of this title screen, you get that hunting music. You get cockroaches going across the screen. You see rats coming through. And as the, as the screen progresses, then there's the sound goes, you go, dun, dun, And then you get that light. You get the thunderstorm. And then all of a sudden, super Castlevania 4. And you see the bats flying up in the air. It gets the best. This game gives the best opening I have ever seen literally has a lightning lightning strike Dracula's tomb. Literally strikes his tombstone. Then him flying out the tomb, and then you see the literally the, the little fall coming in the screen. Actually, the vault actually feel like it's filling your room. The gang, this is setting. I'm not. I'm, I'm just giving you this to build up the. I'm going to build this up. This is how the game starts off, and then we have the game, which is awesome. You start off in the first stage. The game also has uh, the game. This is really one of the the reason why I think this is not only the best Castlevania game, because it actually makes you feel like you are Simon Belmont. You are Simon Belmont, even though it, unlike other games, this is a, the, one of the games where you feel like you are playing the character, and that's rare. And that's in the SNES. It lets you whip in all eight different directions. Yeah, it does have some difficulty in the game, and it does. But like I said. All the Castlevania games had difficulty. That's an interesting thing. But like I said, the one thing I want to talk about is the controls. The controls is good. The gameplay was, was simple but sweet. Um, the intro was great and haunting. And I mean, I will agree that it is technically a remake of Castlevania 1. It is. I will I will say that. It is a technically a remake. Um I, I will I will say that. Um, I will admit that it doesn't have variety, but you gotta also understand this is before, this is really Sega. This, but even before other games came out, this game was just this is it. This is the best game. 
to come out. And when this came out, people literally said this is literally the one of the best. This is not only one of the best Castlevania games. This is one of the best SNES games, which is really high up there. There's a lot of good SNES games, but this is one of the best. Like I said, give you proper gameplay, proper control, and um, the ending is interesting when you try to fight Dracula. And when you play the game and you wake up in the wee hours in the morning and you literally see, see cats, you literally see the whole castle tumbling down, you know you just did something. You know you just felt like you beaten Dracula. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. It's very fun. Um, all the cheats are there. There's some cheats in this game. There's some um, there's some fun things that you can do, like the, the heart sheet where you can go under the thing. I think the heart sheet is still there. I don't know. You can fact check me. Zero? You there? He's muted. Oh. My bad. So, okay then. Zach. Three okay. minutes. Okay. Castlevania Bloodlines, a.k.a. the new generation, was known in Europe as it had to be censored in Europe as to, well, the blood. The lots and lots and lots of blood, as in, you know, blood. Um, this game picks up where Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse uh, drops off, uh, where Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bartley, uh, uh, analog to Bathory, is trying to resurrect Dracula and collect his remains through all, of, all throughout Europe. And Quincy Morse, from the Drac Bram Stoker's Dracula novel, his, his son, a distant relative of the Belmonts, has teamed with his best friend who was whose uh, girlfriend was turned into it, resurrected as a vampire, and he would go through all throughout Europe through these huge set pieces of, like, Gothic art and Italian Renaissance-looking things all through the World War I era of Europe and collecting his parts and making sure that Elizabeth does not bring him back. What's interesting about oh, this one, to me at least, is that you have two characters with full-fledged move lists that play very differently. You have John Morris, the Belmont, in this one, where he does have the whip and he has the swinging ability on any surface. And the whip is slightly stronger damage-wise. However, it is not as precise. That's where uh, Eric, his friend, that you can also play as, has a spear that is incredibly precise, but you have the uh, Mario uh, 2 jump or you have to hold down, he flashes and he can do a large jump, but you have to be very precise with your movements with a spear because, well, it's a spear. What I enjoy about this is the color and just actually traversing through more places than Dracula's castle. You are going through ancient ruins and finding creatures in different areas. This isn't just relegated to one small area, and it makes it feel like a bigger and more epic adventure because of that. And having more connections to the books, I think, is a boon, because it makes you realize that these creators actually respect the original work. It isn't just a, oh, uh, Dracula bad thing. It's oh, we're actually going to think about where other vampire hunters could come from. And it is also the first, I and possibly the only, I don't, don't quote me on that, for uh, the first American 
to be a uh, vampire hunter in the series, I believe. Uh, the way the graphics are used is great, where you see these giant tilting, like the Tower of Pisa is literally tilting while you are inside of it, and it looks absolutely beautiful. There's knocking over pieces of statues. It, you, it pushes the Genesis as hard as it possibly can, which... The Genesis is a weaker piece of hardware compared to the SNES. This is just truth. But pushing it to its limits is amazing. To me, at least. I just on a technical level. You can just that is time. Hold in. Okay. All right, guys. We've heard your three-minute deliberations. Five minutes on the clock. And get ready a grudge. So a remake to a good game, Mac. Why? Well, here's the reason. Here's why the reason why I, I'll admit that this is a remake, but this is a remake done well. I mean, we have had it, it, it is a remake, a remake done, done well, well and I'm not gonna what's say the purpose. The purpose is it, it, it paints fans upon the whole entire lore. You're not just starting. You're, you literally, it improves the graphics and it improves everything about Castlevania. It improves that, the graphics. And let's not, let's not get away it. from your game because what is the thing? The, the, don't get me wrong. You, while your game is impressive, your game is impressive, it's still not better. You're talking about the remake. Why this is a remake? We're not talking about whether it's a remake or a good game. It's a re remake or not, it's still a good game. So Bloodlines is, actually continues the story. Is what it doesn't saying. matter. We're talking about what is the best Castlevania game, not what remake is, whether the remake is bad or not. We're not talking about that. I'm going to talk about your game because let's talk about it. I mean, I'll admit, your game is good, and I played your game, but Let's talk about your controls. You admit that the whipping is not good because you can't whip in all eight directions. And, and that you can't whip in all eight directions, but you can whip in more directions than the previous Castlevanias. Yeah, but you can't whip in all eight just like Castlevania. Why do you need to whip in eight directions? Because it makes everything simpler. It makes you feel like you're the person. When you're playing no, your game, considering you, don't you can't whip, whip all and eight also, directions. Like and that. also another anyway but also I mean, the yeah, whip looks like crap in your, your whip look like crap it just looks like i mean let's not talk it about looks like graphics. an actual you know we will talk about graphics because my game looks like a goddamn renaissance masterpiece yours look like a little like a god yours look, your whip look like a rope and it's not that good and also it's the second genesis it's all dark and everything is gloomy Dark and gloomy. Mine is light and bright. Light and everything is. Are you saying dark and gloomy in a horror franchise is a negative? Yeah, but yours is literally dark and gloomy. And also, let's talk exactly. about your weapons. That's let's a talk good about thing. your weapons. Let's talk about your weapons. Your control is still not good. Eric Licardi can only whip into and that control action when he, he doesn't. Well, Eric Licardi doesn't whip at all. He has a spear. He has a spear where he can spear. He can only spear up, down, left, or right. No, that's not true. He can actually. He can do corners. Okay. Well, let's talk and about... And hang on things. All right, and let's... he does the super jump with it. Oh, yeah. And can you control it? Yes. No. I yes, you can. can. I cannot control it. I could not control it. Then you're just you bad. Can... That doesn't make the game bad. And you're, but you, you got to remember, you're playing it on the on, you're playing it on the collection. I had to play it on the second Genesis. And I've played, played it on it, both. 
You're you just now you just told me a while ago that you played it on the on you literally No, I played, played it, it on recently the, on the collection. On the collection, yeah. I played it on recently on the Sega Genesis and it still does not and I work could, well. I it's could so control hard to do. it perfectly I, on yeah, the Genesis could back then it. too. I could not control it on the Genesis. And then you're bad with the Genesis. That's well, not a reflection on the game. When, but when when also another thing that's good about my game than yours is when you get to your fourth weapon, what happens when you get hit? When you get your fourth upgrade on your weapon, what happens? You lose it. Exactly, you lose it. Because that's when how I... the games work. No, it didn't, work. It, it didn't do that with Castlevania Four. You don't lose your. No, weapon. no, it did that in the previous entries. It did not do that in the previous entries. You, you get killed. You at least get a life bar. With yours, you get hit. Oh man, I lost it. Nope, you don't lose it. No, you Castle... lose that, and but you don't lose life. No, you not lose to mention the it doesn't weapon. have the confusion you of the heart. Lose the weapon. Losing a little bit of power on your weapon is not that big of a deal. It is that big of a deal. And also, did it make it unplayable? Bo- I mean, no, it didn't make it unplayable. You're a true. But I'll say, and let's talk about your last level too. It's not that good. Not it, that good. Are no. you saying that a slightly not as good ending well, see, uh, negates uh, the entire yeah, but tapestry see, of going long. through Europe and going through monuments? Look, 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 look. Like I said, variety, there's nothing wrong with variety in game. There's nothing wrong with variety. But like I said, your game is good because Castlevania 4 came out or before it. It took three games to literally get almost better than Diver that. You literally team took, worked on it. You literally had to take all no, the no, they, they did, no, out you're, of you're, it. You're, you're like wrong better. here as the teams were different. They I used mean, different hardware, Mac. Yeah, but still, you have not. I don't feel like you really took nothing down about mine. You're just arguing that mine is a remake. You really have. I know. I'm arguing. And that, that is time, gonna... folks. All right. <laughs> Angie, who do you think won? Oh, really? Final, final question. Oh, well, fine then. I'll then. All right then. Because. Do you even watch Gamer Grudge, bro? <laughs> yeah, do, I, do I even grudge, bro? Fine. Fine. All right. Final question then. And I've actually, I kind of already thought of a good one. All right. Now, I know fairly well enough that both of your games have sub weapons. Because staple of Castlevania series. Mm-hmm. How do each of your games utilize the sub weapons to their fullest? What do you mean by utilize it? Like, how do they make sure they're still relevant? Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta go first. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, um, I'm gonna be honest. It's just little. I mean, I agree. Mine is just takes all the stuff that that improves the graphics upon what you saw with the uh, weapons. So, I'm not gonna say that they improved the whole power of the weapon. No, they didn't improve the power. Um, all they did was just do they improved the way the weapon, the way the weapon looks, the way the weapon is um, done. 
And what the way the reason why it affects it way better is because of the control. Because instead of you doing having three two buttons to use, like with the NES controller, and you gotta press it up and down, you can literally press the triangle button, which the um the head the shoulder button, which gives you easily e it gives you easy access to those sub weapons, which makes it very, very easy to do. So that's what I have to say. It makes you easy to draw your sub weapons. It don't improve upon them, but it makes it easier. That makes sense. Okay. Zach? I'll say the weapons themselves aren't improved either. What is improved is the placement of everything around it. Because you're not just going up, you are going down a lot, and a lot of the weapons utilize the functionality of things going down and having to go down levels very quickly, meaning th things like the axe and stuff, you learn how to aim it directly down into enemies and kill them that way, and you learn how to kill enemies before you see them that way. Um, I will also say that mine, the Genesis has three buttons, ergo the sub-weapon is the third button on there too. So, okay. the weapons, so the levels are designed more for the weapons themselves. Okay. All right. Now we'll get back to our regularly scheduled scoring session. Angie, who do you think won? Um, it's kind of a toss. Obviously, it's a toss-up. There's only two, but I think I'm going to have to go with Bloodlines just because of the argument that they both kind of made towards Max game saying that it's just a remake where I don't think Bloodlines is technically like a really a remake, at least from what I can see. I never said that. Yes, you did, sir. I didn't say I didn't say his was a remake. I never said his. was. No, a I wasn't saying you said his was a remake. I never said that. I didn't say you said that. <laughs> That's not what she said. I never argued for his being a remake. I was like, his I didn't only say you did. I said I, you, you argued yours. Yeah, I didn't argue that mine was a remake. I was arguing Mac, that Mac, you're 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 the one misunderstanding here. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know what. She's, okay, okay. <laughs> that's my answer. Okay, so one point for bloodlines, Pyretta. Who do you think won? You'll have to Already unmute. muted. Sorry. Nope. Yeah, because my dog. So this one's hard because I want to know why you would choose a game that's a remake to be your pick. Why not just pick the original that it was a remake off of? Because obviously it was at least worthy of making and remastering and turning into another game. Um, but when you're, you're talking about it being light and pretty, that's not something I want to see in a horror game. I'm there for the grit and the darkness. So because of that, I'm going to give it to Bloodlines with Zach because I do want a dark horror game. If it's all light and happy and stuff, I don't want to see that. Now, I do like seeing things that are pretty, but there are things that can be done pretty that are also dark. So that's where it goes on that one. Okay. Oh, you want me to explain why I picked it? No. No, shut up, Zach. She wanted to hear it. Here's the I reason. Mean, I, I want to at least like to know why you picked that versus the, the one that is a remake. The of. original the original was the original was on the NES and the original um the 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 fourth one 
was the best. The fourth one was the best one because they improved the graphics, they improved the gameplay, they improved everything, and they improved the control. Because the but original was just hard to play. I've seen it played, yeah, yeah, but I've yeah. played it myself. Original, the original is super hard to beat. The remake is, takes away the difficulty of the game itself. The remake does a little bit, wash that away and does a little bit better. Yeah. Thank you for explaining it, because I really didn't know. And I was like, why would you pick a remake? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, Zach brought that up, and that's the reason he was Actually, trying to... Actually, you did in your own definition. No, you argued that. You argued that, yeah. You, like, your whole I've... argument was based upon the remake, Zach. No. Yes, yes, it was. No, it was actually closer to what Pyretta was saying, where I was talking about the atmosphere and the gloom. Yeah, but still, it's not that good of a game. But it's not better. Just because you argued it better, still. I already better. told Eric in the Mac, chat. I think uh, the points going are going in favor of his. So still, doesn't make it better in my head. So I don't care. I know, but your head's <laughs> dumb. Your head is dumb. Let's go. All right. Well. Their choices make it easy for me. And to be honest, it was actually my reasoning for my choice is going to be based on the final question I gave. And my choice is going towards Bloodlines as well. Okay. Because I have seen both of them played. I have played both of them in because, you know, thank God for friends. Okay. Um, I do not feel Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4 was made with the sub-weapons in mind. They kind of became a bit of an afterthought once you could start whipping in all eight directions. It, and like you just said, it took away a lot of the challenge of the game. What made Castlevania great was because it made you stop and think. Um, and Bloodline still te technically does that, and I will say, um, technically you could still have a dark atmosphere, but still have a colorful setting, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, you can. So, yeah, this one goes to Castlevania Bloodlines, and Zach gets a point. Okay. All right, I. So I, I mean, I don't. I think you described your game well. Oh, both both of you guys described your games exceedingly well. Like to the point where, if somebody were coming in and just being able to, just not even hearing a Castlevania, which I don't know why anybody hasn't, um, they'd be able to be like, okay, these are two games that I'd be well, that I'd be interested in picking up to see how they are. Um, I actually didn't even consider the sub-weapon thing until you mentioned it, so. Uh, any facts that we should be, uh, interested in? No, if... not really. Okay, so, they, they, they can. You know how they are, they pretty much, like, ironed it all out. Uh, oh. fact, the American box for Bloodlines is ugly as shit. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I, I, I will not. I, you were not is, gonna argue. I was about to say you try to argue um, my argue the box a fun, art. A fun fact, though, for bloodlines is that the traditional hearts that were normally gathered and used to power the sub weapons were replaced with red jewels. Yep. A fun fact about 
how Mac was bringing up that the whip looked like a rope. Whips back in the day were originally made of braided leather. Ropes are made of braided, like, material. Everything's braided. So mm-hmm. that's why... I, I meant it looked like a literal cartoon rope. That's why I was arguing. <laughs> cartoon rope. Well, they're both braided. And, you know, at me, at me, cartoon rope. That's what I was trying to argue about. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got eyes on the YouTube chat. Not much there. Any, they saying anything on Twitch, on Mixer? Twitch is quiet. All right. <sighs> and nothing from your chat, Angie? Oh, she's doing fact checking. I'm fact checking. Uh, okay. Sorry, I don't All right. My, my All right. So, moving on to question. Moving on to question two. Hi, if you would do the honors of reading that. What game character? Wait, wait, come on. Yeah, intro. What game character could replace a Belmont clan member? All right. Zach? I went with the player character for Bloodborne. Okay, the hunter. Depends. No, it's the demon hunter. Well, the, de- the hunter of beasts. Yeah, the hunter of beasts, but it's the hunter. Not demon hunter. Well, it's a hunter. All right. And... Mac. I went with Ashley Winchester from Wild Arms 3. Okay. Three minutes on the clock. Zach, tell us why the Hunter of Beasts from Bloodborne would be a good replacement for the Belmonts. He'd be a good replacement as he is already adept at using multiple types of weapons. And some of these weapons already have multiple forms. So he would already be used to the concept of, you know, the whip evolving and having multiple types of sub-weapons on his person. Not to mention the regain system with health, you know, if you want to say that that would still be a part or not, whatever. But just that being experienced with, I mean, the cane in Bloodborne is already a whip. He understands how to wield it. And he is faced scarier things than vampires. He's faced werewolf villages, alien things, giant Cthulhu creatures, literal madness, entire literal nightmare realms. To him, this would just be kind of another day. I'm just going to bring it up for a comparison. He would kind of be like how Trevor is feels about it in the beginning of Castlevania, where he He's a little bit like, ugh, doing this again. But he'd still be incredibly skilled at it. As just combat adeptness is his bag. And just multiple move lists, health regens. I mean, I I can't really think of anything uh, unless you want to count using the weapons he already has. Because then you'd have the muskets that they use to counter hit and then stun and then hit your enemy with your actual weapon, such as the folding out saw, the boom hammer, which is a hammer that explodes, the pile driver, which is powered, and right, it's basically, it'd be basically a steam power, not steam exactly, I don't know how exactly, I think it's black powder steak, and right into them, 
You got, and you have any regular, you can either shoot like a cannon, you can shoot a pistol, you can shoot a rifle. And these are used more for counter hits than they are used for uh, damage. And they're used to make the enemy stunned. And being able to stun enemies is very powerful, especially if you have a giant ass sword you can pull out and then just slash them. And, I mean, you have Ludwig's sword, which is a sword inside of a bigger sword. You have all of these transforming weapons he can use, which uh, you have the axe, that, which makes it longer. Not to mention, if you decide to dual wield, then you have a completely new move set to play with, which can create giant helm splitters. You can literally split them, you know, from, uh, from you know, jaw to groin, if you feel like it. Like, it is a... And he is used to the brutality of all of this. Nothing, none of this would phase him. None of it would even come close to phasing him. So honestly, it'd be like his vacation day. Perfect timing. All right. Mac, three minutes on the clock. Tell us why Ashley Winchester would be good at replacing a Belmont. Well, um, I, I really think he the reason why Asher Winchester would be good at replacing a Belmont is Asher Winchester, if you have not played Wild Arms 3, which is one of my favorite RPGs ever, um, Asher Winchester starts off as a soldier. He starts off, he's a, he was an orphan, grew up in the military, and he start he was a part of a he was part he grew up, he turned into a soldier and went from a soldier to a secret um to a little I want to say it's a advanced army group called the Musketeers, and he went into a more expansive, more more secretive sort of fight the bigger bigger higher ups is the honor to be a part of which is arms. Um, and what happened is so Ashley Winchester, and not only that, Ashley Winchester is in a world where there literally are demons, there are literally Hellcats, there are literally werewolves, there are wolves there are different animals out there goo i mean literally goo out there i mean there are different types of beasts out there that he has to fight daily so this is him before he got before we get to the top thing i'm talking about um during so like i said he literally learned he literally got to a point where he was a part of arms um and during this during the um during these during the ceremony Everybody literally turned into monsters, including him, uh, because these people literally wanted to summon their Dark Blazer, to, to summon Dark Blazer. And Dark Blazer is this evil, evil entity that's really the, the worst thing that could ever happen to Dark Horse Heart. So what happens is he tries to call upon the sword messenger, which the sword, um, the sword, the sword, um, the sword mages takes the sword. And the sword literally empowers him with the power of Lord Blazer. And he has something that is called, he has another form called Night Blazer. Now, I think the reason why this would be interesting is throughout the entire Wild Arms series, he does learn how to use the Night Blazer. But if you put him in this situation with it, because the problem with the Night Blazer is it he can use it, but it takes apart his soul. And I think this would be something that would be he would be a great character, a great companion to be a part of the Belmonts. He would learn something new. And believe me, he will, Ashley Winchester will get the job done. I mean, there was a little comment coming for a little 
com I don't know, it was a comic or something was coming towards the plant coming to um towards the plant towards the planet and he literally used the power of Lord Blazer to go to up there to destroy it. To he literally destroyed it. He gets results. He gets results. And at the end of the game, he does eventually defeat Lord Blazer, which is um which is the evil entity that's a part of him. He he is Ash Winchester is great. He's easily trainable. Um, he would. Thank you. Can I just say that's awesome? The like complete stoppage with the guys. Kudos. To <laughs> like, no going over. Love it. Appreciate. Yeah. Pros. Kudos. kudos well, when kudos. you're part of the staff, you get a feel for it. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys. Five minutes on the clock to tear each other apart. Starting now. How exactly is Lord Blazer actually scarier than Cthulhu-esque gigantic? Because like, he's an evil lord. Well, I mean, like, he's not. I'm not gonna lie. He's not scarier. But I want to know about your lore because within the lore of Bloodborne, doesn't evil have to exist? And also, as an yes. towards the yeah, so. That means if you put him in that situation, that means if he technically, if he destroys Dracula, wouldn't he become the next Dracula? No, that's not how that works. That's the way the ending was. That's the that's the yeah, that's the way the ending was in that particular. That's the true ending. That is the true ending. No, that is the ending of the Bloodborne story, not of the Castlevania story. That exactly. He's 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 a Belmont. They're transformed into because of a character in Bloodborne. But you're yeah, but you're taking that character out of there. If you take that character out of there, then the person who turns him into it doesn't exist. And also, as an added bonus, it's not also as a like I said, he has like I said, it has to be in the same lore because. He literally destroying demons. He destroys demons in that world. He's destroying demons in this world. No, my that means he's collecting. He's collecting blood. Am I right? He's collecting blood. Those things are full no, of blood. No, no, he's, he's collecting he only blood. Collects so that, blood for health and the gems for power. Exactly, but he would be collecting blood. So that means he would get the same system, the same system that works. It would not be the blood. same system it because they, the are not, they are not touched with the madman's knowledge, so it wouldn't have the same effect. But it went, okay, they're not touching the madman's knowledge, and how does he get stronger? I mean, you're talking about a guy. I'm talking about guy-like. how his weapons are being adept at the weapons. Yeah, but, but he, then, yeah, but he has to have that power. To he do does it. not do in he order does. to. He does, he does not need to use the use but a he gun. A gun does not require madman's knowledge to fire it. Yeah, that is true. But you need to learn how to do. So you're trying to take a care. What I want to know is how exactly you're going to change your guy in case the whole demon infection thing is. I don't like, need that demon. Stop? I don't need that demon infection. He was already good without that. No, he was, he was just a soldier. He was a grunt. He was not a grunt. He was a part well, okay. of arms. He was, a, he was part of arms. He was He's part a of spec arms. He's a soldier in a goddamn a, nightmare universe. He was Big in a nightmare. Yeah, needle. well, but you're taking your character, taking a white cap, jamming down all his powers, and literally putting him in a world and giving him weapons. And also, as add a bonus, isn't his bot, isn't he about halfway dead? Isn't he supposed to be getting some type of, isn't he, doesn't he have some type of disease too? 
everybody in that, that world has a disease. Exactly, so he will have that. No, you're getting that you're, with the dimension disease. itself is disease, not yeah, okay, the people okay, in it. Like I said, like I said that, like I corrupting said that. him. You like take I him out that, of the world, but, it is no longer corrupting. But here's the point. The point of the matter is, you take him out of that world, he's still not all that powerful in that world. He's going to be just a guy with a bunch of weapons who needs to learn how to do stuff. This is not going to be a vacation. This is not going to be easy for him. It'll absolutely actually, be a vacation compared to No, it's not going to be a vacation because he was not this powerful before that. All that also, is that a bonus in the game? Or is it a dream or not? I don't know. That's the thing about Bloodborne. Is it a dream? Is it not? Because we're talking the, about Cthulhu-esque nightmare shit. Exactly. It's a foolish nightmare. So if you literally are taking a player and taking them and taking away, stripping I'm away, about the, the power, if you're, ta- you're taking them out, Zach, you told me it took for you. You got if you want. He doesn't have superpowers unless he wants them, and you don't even need to use them. He's not strong without those powers. He is. He's he is not. literally. He, he can still fire a you gun. Prove it. Oh, he can fire a gun. Anybody can fire a gun. Exactly. He can fire a gun. Ashley, he can swing Ashley, a sword. Ashley did. Like I said, Ashley Winchester did this. I literally built it up. Ashley did this before. Or he even got Dark Blazer. You did all this after you literally jumped that potion into that room. That's the player that's when you started your whole entire journey, when you did that, that's when your journey began. The Cthulhu yes, weird. That is when your green. journey begins at yes, the beginning of the game. But if he, but in We're that talking part about the that, character. Like, wait, have, wait, yeah, check. true. Okay. Uh, it's an interconnection with Unstable for a second there. Oh, oh my bad, my bad. No, no, all right. But... What I'm trying to argue is you're literally taking a character out of their realm and literally trying to put them in this realm and saying, oh, he's going to be all That's the powerful. question you gave yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's the question you <laughs> – shut up. <laughs> you're taking a you're character – You're arguing against the question you wrote. I'm not going against the question you wrote. You are literally arguing that he doesn't have those powers. I'm, that's what you're saying. I didn't you say he had that. powers. I never mentioned them. You did. Yeah, but you literally is, have to – That is time. That is time. That was a bait. Damn. Can can we get some bonfires up in the chat? Holy crap! I wrong I, series. I think we're gonna need some like staff mediation after this one. Yeah, no, no kidding, no kidding. Just... Oh no, I'll forget after all this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you hold on to it. I don't. All right. You just keep uh... it up. Shush. Do any of you have a final question? Mm-mm. Angie? Nope. You guys got you guys got nothing? Heavy nah. is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> Heavy indeed. And I kind of need a final question because I'm like, I need more to go on. I'm so torn. Okay, I have a question that might that might help at least bring me to a decision. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Um, and I don't mean this as a debate or anything. But in the question will be the same to both of you. If your character that you're casting 
in as part of the Belmont plan for your game itself that you've chosen was being done as a movie. I want you to pitch that character in the movie for your Castlevania game. Huh? So it has to, he has to be the character so, in the movie? So your character that you've picked to replace a Belmont Clan member is going, this is going to be a movie instead of a game now, okay? I want you to pitch the game with one of these characters being replaced, one of the Belmonts being replaced with your specific character that you've picked. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. So basically Winchester's your lead. Oh, basically, Winchester's leading leading guy. Okay. Yeah. Yes, your your character pick is the leading role of this movie for your Castlevania. Pitch me the movie. Okay. Okay, because it's the player character. What I'm going to do is we're going to hardcore Henry this, where is nothing but wall to wall violence and guts, and you seeing his arms and his power. You like the character himself is whatever you think he is. You're not seeing his character. You're seeing how everyone reacts to him with a gig- you know, with his weapons and murdering all of these things around him. That is how I pitch him. I pitch him as an insert like Hardcore Henry or Maniac. Oh, I gotta go? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picturing mine is basically um, it's, it's sort of like um, Lord of the Rings and um, Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones. Um, I want to make this as graphic as possible. Um, it, it's a it that that's all I I mean it's sort his character is gonna be, I mean he's he's gonna be stoic and he's gonna do he's gonna lead them to the mission and he's really in, in the rain you can see him literally in the rain in the darkness coming in with a hood on he's one of those characters where you can literally see with like with a hood in a hood coming in on the moon you know in the beginning you see the, the stranger coming in he's the character you see coming in the village with the hood on and you see that big old gun and that big old gun in the back coming in there and you just know you see you see you just, on Bills and you see the blue hair. They go and watch that. You see the blue hair. It's like, oh shit, it's Ashley Winchester, and it's awesome. I did not have to watch not, not gonna lie, I got kind of confused with your plot line there, Mac. <laughs> I mean, did he give a plot line? He just said Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. But look, I just want to open it. That's the, that's my opening scene. I'm, I can't pick, you gave, you gotta give me time to pick Your opening one. scene is Game of Thrones me. No, no, I want to do something that my, this is going to be like, damn it, I wanted to redo this. It's going to be like Game of Thrones. Well, Mac, Mac, only Zero gets to decide if you're going to redo it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hilariously, this might be from the fact that I've, I feel like I've spent enough time around crazy I understood that as best as I could. So I at least get the feeling of what you're trying to invoke with with your pitch idea. So okay. I'm I'm trying my best here. I'm the one off of I'm trying to get my get my get into my head together. Sorry. Sorry, no, I'm just teasing you. All right. Um any facts before we go into um, nope, no deliberations? Facts here. No facts here. They pretty much nailed all the information. Oh well, I, well, I guess I'm gonna have to be the one be the one to point that out, uh, point that stuff out then. Um, oh crap! Go ahead. 
Hit me with the Bloodborne. In in Bloodborne, the the you are right. The character do, is does have a disease, but at the same time, they Zach's right. They do tech. They technically do not have any superpowers. Okay. I was I wasn't quite sure how to label that Be fact because they pretty much because uh, it's been established in the law that. Even before the um, provide use of the uh, blood, the he the healing church hunters were able to use these twi uh, trick weapons. Uh, the powder cake specifically. Yeah, without even any strength enhancements. So, and also, I'm gonna have to mention that looking it up. Ashley Winchester does not show up in Wild Arms 3. Is it 4? He... No, it's 2. My bad. My bad. I was yeah. confused with 2. Sorry. I always get 2 when I always say 2. Oh, I, I thought always... he said Wild Arms 4. So No, I said 2. I meant to say 2. Sorry. My bad. 2. He also shows up in Wild Arms 5 as what, Although a, he doesn't, although he doesn't appear in 3, his arm and many of his special abilities are used by Cascade. Right. Yeah, Janice. Yeah. So... All right, now that that's done and over with, um, Pyretta, who do you think won? I'm torn. I'm really torn on this. Um, can, I, can I go with a pass right now? Is that an option? Oh. Can I pass right now? Temporarily? All right, that that's like we can come back to you and um. For me, I'm just I'm like still processing. Um, I already know who y'all going for. So yeah, then Angie, who do you think won? Um, I don't know. The arguments were pretty solid. You're gonna have to. You're also gonna have to give me a second. I apologize because I, I gotta work through it in my head. I mean, it's hard. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm really torn. I could flip a coin at this point. I'm not gonna do that because that's not how I roll. Like, I want to go based on the information I was given to mm -hmm. make a decision. Because otherwise, I could go based on my bias about what type of things I like and don't like. But I want to keep it to what was presented. So I'm like. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Seeing you guys. <sighs> okay, then. I guess I'll be the one to uh, be the one to go then. Given the arguments that I've heard for both the Hunter of Beasts and Ashley Winchester. I'm hearing somebody who's been trained versus somebody who got handed 
into the situation that they're given. And while the differences between each of them are very stark, I'd honestly rather have this is a little personal bias given it's still definitely based on the arguments I'd rather have somebody who would know what they're going to do Uh. and execute it compared to somebody who is give is said here have this have this item and go flail it at at people for about 10 seconds straight and see what happens so i think my vote is actually going to go towards ashley winchester what the fuck i, <laughs> I saw it going that way from i what did not see it going that way <laughs> reaction was priceless we need to flip that and like right we can do that make that a highlight uh clip it clip it you guys would clip that that was beautiful all right uh either you two disagree with him no disagreements here okay disagree um, me, I'm torn because I'm like, I'm obsessed with all like Lovecraftian stuff, obviously. So I'm kind of like, I want that guy. And he definitely in the images of, the, of what was shown look cooler. But based on the training, Because, I mean, a gun's a gun, and that's what's awesome about guns is they make everybody equal. doesn't matter how big and bad you are or how tiny and weak and frail you are. That's the amazing part of them. But I'm going, give them a different weapon. Don't give them a gun. Put them in this game. See how it rolls. You're, you know, Max comparing demons to Lovecraftian critters, which are technically alien beings, but in a way they could almost be considered deities or demons themselves based on their powers. So I'm kind of like, who who would be, who would not basically be terrified going into these situations in Castlevania, fighting the monsters that are in this game? But I, I think they would both be equally as composed as the other. So that's where I'm, I'm really struggling to come to a real answer, I mean, to my knowledge, I might be wrong on this because again, I've only watched some people play Castlevania. I have not even seen like opening, starting up of the game. I've seen it like midway through. Um, I've never played it myself. Hey, that's rude. Um, the games, I don't think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, back check it. Um, check me rather the uh, Belmonts they don't truly have any special power it's more like kind of like their clandestine duty to 
to fight. So in a way, because of that, unless I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. You're I'm wrong about that? I'm, I'm, no, they're, they're right. They don't have okay. Well, Oh, go ahead. Like, technically, after Trevor and Sypha have a kid, Simon does at least have the power to use the fire on the whip. And and not only that, but if I may bring up the notion of Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance, just Belmont is actually considered the most magically inclined Belmont. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There but are overall, there are magical Belmonts. To have powers overall, for the majority. So, majority do not know. So I was like going through each Belmont just to like make sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know because I'm not played. And, and mm-hmm. can I just say something quick, yeah, Angie? Well, now you know exactly how I feel during the Zelda fights. <laughs> <laughs> you understand why I complain every time? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and this so series doesn't even have any retcons. But hinging that was brought up about abilities versus actual skill set. And whether or not basically you're implying that someone could be basically be nerfed like Superman by holding up some kryptonite by removing them from their yellow sun, which gives them their ultimate power, by taking them and putting them into a different world where they're not diseased, making them just rely on skill set, it gives the slight, and I mean slight, like nickel thin edge to Winchester just barely but what character <laughs> i want now so i give the win to winchester with mac but the one i would want to see would be zach's character that one like i don't want to see that i'm character. totally fine with that I, I i could honestly see a castlevania cross bloodborne like cross, that basically what? is the new castlevania other than a bloodstain yeah. if bloodstain didn't exist it's essentially the new Castlevania. I don't think you didn't pick a great person because, like, the way you pitched him, Zach, I'm like, I want to see this game. I want to play this game. I would be down with this. You have a PS4? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Then you can then you can play this game. Yeah. Damn, I want to play this. Okay, I'm about to get that. It's actually pretty cheap right now. Really? Oh yeah. Well, it was uh, early game, early oh. in life cycle. Yeah, Blood Bloodborne is actually an amazing game. I'm. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it is a good game. Well, it's it's. They took all the lessons from Dark Souls and turned it into a game that was even more action packed. Dark Souls is the best game. My adopted bigger younger brother is always telling me if I ever get a chance to play Dark Souls, to do it. That I'm going to love the story. Do not play the unpatched ps3 version i did that and i got into flight town and that was a mistake Uh oh okay <laughs> but I'll, I'll have to check that game out because it's not pretty sick to be honest so it's only on a game man <laughs> all right so we are tied one and one all right so moving on to our next question If Zach wants to bring it up soon. Which is what is the what best? yeah, what is the best sub weapon in the Castlevania series? Mac 
Um, I went with the stopwatch. Um, again. Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I want people to look at the screen and stopwatch. Yep. Stop. And give me a sec. Itty bitty picture. Okay, thank you. I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm glad you got it from Castlevania. I bet you got it from actually the best Castlevania. There we go. Oh, it didn't do it. It didn't do it. Yeah, it did. It didn't stop. Don't show you the stopwatch. It did stop when I did it. Yeah. Do you not see the Noosa head not moving? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how, how else would that work? True. All right. All right. Anyway, and Zach. What? Give me a sec. I went with the holy water. Of course, you went with that one. You mean that we both went with our? I picked both of our favorite respective games. Yeah, true. I don't see how that's a slight on either of us. I'm just saying I'm glad I got footage of both. Yeah, true. I'm glad you got it too. See? All right. Anyway, three minutes on the clock. Mac, tell us why the stopwatch is the best sub weapon in Castlevania. All right. Look, um the the thing about the stopwatch is it's an interesting it's 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 throughout all Castle I think it's throughout all the Castlevanias. I don't know if it is, but it's it's I'm going through Castlevania 4. Um, it is a it's a it's the weapon where you just really, really won't like you get it, you just got it stops everything in its tracks. Now, if you saw on the screen, I'll admit that it stopped in an awkward position where you couldn't get the Medusa head. I agree. But there are certain situations where it does stop. You could be in a situation where you're literally depleted by strength. And believe me, in Castlevania. There is no way when you whip a candle, there is no hearts in that situation. There's nothing going to, there's nothing going to pop up where you need, you need to get a pork shop to die going to survive this game. When you see a pork shop, it's like, thank God, you know, I got a pork shop. But um, when you, when you, um, when you get the stopwatch, it gives you a moment to just breathe and literally hit the enemy. It stops them in the tracks. It's interesting. I admit that if you get to like big bosses, um, it doesn't, help you because it won't be there. It's not an item that literally helps you with the big boss, but that's something good because it's not game-breaking. It's something that just helps you in a pinch. And it is the best item because it just it, it gives it, it's an item that gives you a moment to breathe and that's what you need, a moment to breathe. And I think this is the reason it's the best sub-weapon from Castlevania. Okay. Definitely under time. All right. Three minutes reset on the clock. Zach, tell us why holy water is the best sub-weapon in Castlevania. Well, my main reason is that it helps with ground enemies and that you can actually hit them. Because ground enemies in Castlevania, because the whip is so high up, when you're using it, even when you can whip all directions, you can't always hit it when you want to. And it doesn't have the weird angle like the axe does. So you have this thing where you can just put it in front of you and you have a little bit of protection from not being immediately decimated by a creature on the ground because that is a severe problem in this series that ground enemies are rampant. And, they, and as 
you saw with the Medusa heads, they do these weird arcs. Um, I will say it does not stop them in the air, obviously. Um, and depending on the game, the holy water can make a flame wall or just sit there and burn for a little bit. It depends on the game. The other thing I want to bring up is holy water actually makes uh, Simon's Quest beatable, which is very, very uh, hard to do because there's so many hidden ways to fall through the floor that you literally cannot see if you throw a holy water on the ground to see if it goes through and there's holes. But what I really want to focus on more is the aiming aspect because most throwing weapons in Castlevania, you either throw straight forward, you have the giant axe arc, or but you never have the you never have the directly in front of you as much as you would like, and that remedies it without breaking anything either. That's how I feel about it. That's how I've always used it. I like throwing it from on top of. Uh, from like uh, on top of a higher level and being able to aim lower and then have a have it stay enough that it can hit the enemies instead of having to time it perfectly every single time. That's my uh, that's my argument. Okay, hearing each of your arguments is definitely got some. Uh... Interesting ways for these sub weapons to be used. Well, I mean, everybody uses a weapon differently in the game. Yep. Five minutes on the clock. And, boys, duke it out. First of all, can we just forget about Castlevania Simon's Quest? Because I we don't want to get it. Because it is part of it. No, we don't have to talk about that. That's shit why I only said it once and then moved on. Okay. Yeah, because we can we just both agree that Simon's Quest sucks ass? It does. I just said it made it beatable. I didn't even say it made it good. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, just wanted to put that out there. And I, I want to say the the main problem I have with a stopwatch is one, it costs a lot to use. For yeah, uh, you, you're right. It and, costs a lot to use. And yeah. two, you can stop yourself in unwinnable situations. That is true. And like I said, it does, it is, it's, it, not, it it's not it's not a high risk, high reward. It's a high too. risk, high reward. And I agree and with you hundred percent. It's not reliable. It, 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 it's it's a high risk, but I'm telling you, the high, you might it might got a lot, it might got a high it's a high risk, but when you get it right, it's right and it does the job. And but, that takes away a lot of the strategy elements from but, but, the Castlevania series. I agree, and I agree, but the, the holy water is when you first start off with it, the first game or the holy water or the holy or the bomb, it's not as it, when like I'm not gonna lie to you. And Castlevania and the original, I played the original Castlevania for one. I played Simon's Quest. I played Dracula. I played Simon's Quest, Dracula's Curse, and I played four. Hell, I played Dracula's X and I played Bloodlines, Symphony of the Night. I admit it gets the. The holy water does get better in bloodlines. It does get better in bloodlines. It's interesting in bloodlines. Yep. Um, Symphony Night, it falls back a little bit. We're not even gonna talk about the N64 version. That was shit. Um, but um, but let's. St- I'm gonna focus on the other games. I mean, they advanced upon the holy water, but in the stopwatch, never changed. It's something that didn't need tweaking. 
this needed tweaking because it's also the... such a simple concept there's nothing to change there's what? no way to adv- actually it did change one in Symphony. It, it changed no it changed in bloodlines you just not see it a little it didn't do that and um it didn't do the things no in, no in... i said the stopwatch changed in symphony you're wrong oh yeah 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 it did yeah it didn't try it, it yeah yeah but and then um, they nerfed it again yeah but so what, I'm saying that both of ours have had ups and downs yeah. power-wise. I'm talking pure utility. Yeah, and yours just is as good in one game. No, it's good in all of them. No, when it's is not. it not no, good? It, it's when when I I'm, I tell you right now, when I get to Dracula, when you get does it work on Dracula? No. It's Hell not meant no. for him though. No, you want to get the literal axe at that point because it But works. you do not also do you want the stopwatch for Dracula? You can't use the stopwatch exactly. for Dracula. Exactly. So why are we talking about that? Yeah, but this is the point. I'm talking I'm about not, using I'm, this as a problem solver and as yeah, a utility yeah, 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 against yeah, enemies. Yeah, but you cannot use it against Dracula. And not only that, if you talk about let's go ahead and talk about um, let's talk about curse um Dracula's curse, Castlevania 3 which is the hardest of all of them. When you get that holy water, does it stop the little jumping in the wild people? No. no. You do not want the holy water right there. You want a different weapon. The, and and, these are and, only, and then not only that, and not only that, the creatures on the ground are usually the creatures you can avoid the most sometimes. You can avoid the most. Sometimes, right there. You I'm can talking avoid them. If you cannot the avoid them, then you really are not good at Castlevania. You can't avoid them. You don't need you to can those avoid them. I- I'm talking about actually having utility with it. You're trying to say just all these little little time things that and guess what? Yours is literally. No, I'm not gonna sit up here. I'm not gonna sit up here that say that the time watch, I admit now, I'm, you're not admitting that yours has that yours literally is built for that one moment where it's my, not built for admit, one moment. It's built. It's I, built I told you about. No, it's built for that one moment, and you it saw got me, better You in saw one the night. picture of me throwing it at an enemy there. That was bloodlines, and which is which goes down. back to my point, which is just one game. It gets good in one game. What about the others? It doesn't do well in the other I was games. using it in Super Castlevania 4 when I was capturing footage. And I did it in the Super Castlevania 4. When I didn't, when I, what I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just throwing Yeah, you mean the things that, that have the, uh, the amoeba fucking tentacle things that drop from the ceiling? Yeah, I, I, was literally, using them sh- I literally hit the, that's If you literally know how to use the damn whip, you know the daggone hit the whip. That's the Or I could whip. just use the thing and it would be easier and I would be using more Dude, strategy. That, that, that's what the whip is for. You can. If you want to talk about strategy, then you know how. If you don't, that tell we're me, talking you before about whip. how the whip is overpowered in your in four. You just said you used it in four. Am I? I correct? did. And you said, and you said I needed with those little enemies. You saw. I did. Yes. Time, I, I folks, had no time, time, doing time, it. time. I was arguing that it was you. <laughs> As you can see, folks, the vitriol between these two is legendary. Okay. Bad is the Mega Man fight. Anyway, guys, Angie, Pyra, you guys, Pyra, you guys have any final questions? We should really do a Mega Man Legends fight. Not enough. No questions on my end. Okay, I got one that would make it. 
that would make or break this entire this entire argument in terms of which way any of us could lean. Question to both of you. Because you have said that you're held your sub-weapons in high esteem, how bad is it to lose them in terms of personal feeling? What do you mean lose them? Like if you if they literally stopped it, or no? Like, how if you actually like, pick up another weapon? There you go. If you accidentally picked up another weapon, how how negligible or how important would that choice be of accidentally picking up another weapon to making or breaking your ability to continue? Mac? Um, picking up another weapon, it, it would hurt. It would really hurt. I'm going to be honest, it would hurt. But eventually you'll get over it because in Castlevania it's not about the first weapon. The, you always are gonna have you got to go. If you're a veteran of Castlevania, you got to learn that you're never gonna keep your first sub weapon. And I'll admit it will really, really hurt at first. But you just got to know you got to push on, push on, and it's gonna hurt. And and you just know that. But but what makes it hurt more is the stopwatch. But what makes it really really hurt is the stopwatch is rare. It's a rare item. It's just one of those items that it just don't pop up anywhere. If you get it, it's like got it. Yeah. And then if you lose, it, it's like fuck. You know, it's just one of those. That that's that's the stopwatch. It's that it's that item. And one thing I'll admit, and they're gonna fetch it this anyway. You can't keep it. So yeah, I'm. That's it. All right, Zach? I'm going to say this from the perspective of my play style. Is that okay? Yeah, that's... Okay, I'm just going to be sure. Because with my my play style, I am very a very strategic, careful player on Castlevania where I like if I lose a level, I like to pick the sub-weapon that will move ahead the, the best. So when I lose it, it it's feels like I just had to press the reset button on the console. Because I'm like, crap, well, I know I need to be close. Crap, I cannot jump where the axe needs to be. I, I did not want that. No, 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 because I, I plan out what I think I'll need. And maybe I have alternate strategies sometimes. But other times it'll happen and I'll be like, no, I needed that so bad because I had the perfect strategy going in and now I am screwed. That's how I feel about it. Sounds to me, you need to play better platforming games. Um, <laughs> need to play more platforming games. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Since we did have a skip to effectively me at the at the last round, uh, Pyretta, who do you think won? Muted. Yeah, muted. <laughs> what he said. Sorry. Um, so it's being brought up about the expense of using your item. Um, I know that's very important to me, especially as someone who's mainly playing games where she's a tank. Um, 
cost of weapons, great risk, great reward. Um, I see the imperativeness of their use. Wanting to reset a game because you screwed up and need the, the previous item. I knew that lost me. Friend, they've done that too. And, and because of that desperate desire to willing to go back and redo, you know, almost an hour, an hour plus of gaming, that's where I'm going to side with the Holy Water with that. Okay. Angie? <laughs> um, well, going off of the arguments and also going off of some of the cool facts and stuff, I'm also going to be going with the Holy Water. Uh, what are the facts? I'm curious. That well, um, I know like it says here depending on the games, mm. but um, let's see. The consumption for the stopwatch is about five hearts. It doesn't, depending on the game, it doesn't always work on the enemies. It doesn't always work on everybody. And it sometimes, depending on the game, again, it's not like the rarest thing. It's not dropped by like some sort of boss or anything. It's dropped by like candles and common enemies. And Come then, on, watch the stop. Watch the holy water. And then holy water. Let's see. It's also dropped by candles it's, and common it's, enemies. It's, it's high. It's very common. It's a bit. It's, yeah, it's common. Probably, it's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, some of the attributes and stuff also, like, vary per game, but I kind of like, I don't know, the fact that I have more spreadability, I guess, with a holy water compared to being able to, like, maybe or maybe not free certain enemies, where at least holy water will do damage to them. Wow, y'all need to play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> And I used a hell lot of time freeze in ESO when applicable. So yeah, y'all gotta play Castlevania. You gotta be saying something different when you when you play. All right, so <laughs> we got two for holy water. This actually makes my makes my job easy, as Mac would say. Um, I'd like to bring up that actually, yes. Well, it doesn't affect. Well, it doesn't actually damage Dracula. Holy water does still freeze Dracula in place. That's technical, yeah. But it destroys. It, that's not fun, though. The thing is, when it's when it's come to Dracula, by the time you get to that final level, you're wanting to end that game. Yeah, and I beat it several times. Y'all guys, like I said, y'all gotta really play some more Dracula. I'm gonna be honest. It I play sounds, Castlevania. Yeah, it more sounds like you're stroking your own dick rather than commenting right now. Huh? Right? You're stroking your ego. Dude. Ego, yeah, yeah. Shut uh, up, Zach. Everybody has different play styles. That's that, why that, I asked that, the question. Okay, it, I, I, now we need to shut up, Zach. Stop doing that. That's not for this show, damn it. Actually, All right. You know I'm right, Angie. Don't do that crap. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> given everything that I have heard between both the argument and the grudge round, I thought you went with that. Yeah, I'm, well, I was actually saying that I was actually bringing up the fact that holy water can't actually go with. Uh, I was just saying it was also easy because it doesn't matter which I choose, Zach gets the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that, but 
you bring it up, Mac. Uh, yeah, Zach does get my vote as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho holy water, because the fact that it's so common and because ground enemies are so prevalent within Castlevania games, even games were in Super Castlevania 4, which you guys have literally argued that, and I said before, the whip is overpowered to the point that the sub-weapons in Super Castlevania 4 seem like an afterthought. Yeah. So, that's why I based mine on just the original three. Yeah, there's a lot more use out of the holy water than, than the stopwatch in the original three NES games. What if we choose the axe? Nobody. If, if, yeah, if, they do. We Mac, do. That holy water will not help against the Medusa heads. No. I was gonna say, actually, Mac, if you if you had chosen the axe, you probably would have had a stronger argument. Because <laughs> it will not work against the Medusa heads. No. <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach, and you know it. Try to use that holy water against the. Medusa no, no, heads. that's that's. And that night, and the night before you face, before you tried to face death. You're not right. gonna face them, yeah. I yeah, you I did, and you know you can't win it with no, that. No, all all I want to say is, Mac, the, what I was talking about earlier is, I don't want you harping on the idea of playing strategically as opposed to playing reactionary. They are both they are both legitimate strategies. Just play the damn game, Zach. Damn it. Next question. <laughs> I'm talking about how you play it strategically. I've been playing Castlevania since I was literally in high school. I and know I didn't have an NES. Sucks for you. Next question. <laughs> All right. Angie, back to you for question reading. All right. The next question is. Da, 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 da. Wait, wrong thing. <laughs> Pitch yeah. the next Ca Castlevania title. All right, we'll go with Mac. Oh, Castlevania Five, or Castle, the next Castlevania, Night of Blood. I like that because that's how it's gonna look. All right, Blood. Zach. Castlevania, Gent of Desecration. What the fuck is that? It's based off. Uh, Pyretta, do you want to tell them what the, what the kind of style it's based off of, or should I? It's like it's like metal writing. That's what everybody says. What the fuck does your shirt say? And I always have to look down and go, oh, yeah. It, yeah it's based off, like, black metal logos. Yeah, it's metal okay. writing. Metal See, the better question I have, what's a gent? I will get to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Three minutes on the clock. Mac, pitch your game. <coughs> Give me a sec. Sorry, I got to get my pitch. All right, guys, the year um, the year is 1920. Vampires are more of an urban legend in Europe. Ishmael, a follower of the Belmont clan for 50 years, is now in the fear of Dracula's return. He successfully, he successfully did it before, but now, this time, he is growing old, and his successor has betrayed him to, has betrayed him to find Dracula. Now Ishmael must travel to America to stop his to stop his um successor um so ishmael um it's not going to be i want to go so i'm going to go take what zach was doing and just take a different character 
this is not a Belmont. This is a literal part of the um, a person that trained under the Belmont clan. And I want to make it in the 1920s, Spartan, um, literally start of the start of the century. Um, I really want to take, go within the first civil war. Um, I want to keep going into it, just like bloodlines a little, just like bloodlines, but a little bit different. Um, I want to go into that story of the first civil war and literally, are, like the first civil war is so interesting because there were castles, everything wasn't torn down, everything was still old, it would have been perfect to put it. So that's why I want to set it in this era. Um, but my gameplay will follow, I, I want to make my gameplay 2D. I want to make it 2D, just like the old Castlevania. I don't want 3D. I'm sick and tired of 3D Castlevanias. I'm tired of them. I want to go back to the side-scrolling 2D Castlevania. I no, no. I do not want Metroidvania. I fucking hate Symphony of the Night. No, we're not going Symphony of the Night. We're going with the old school. We're going with weapon all eight directions, just like with Castlevania. We're not not weapon all eight directions, which make everything a little bit more easier. We're gonna try to dial it back, make the weapon a little bit, make the player earn it a little bit. Um, also, um, I want to add in a. Um, I also want to add in um, every time every time they go to a different part of the stage, they're going to go all across Europe, just like the bloodlines. They're going to go all across Europe. They're going to go from Europe all the way to America. Um, all the way from they're going to start. They're going to start off. I want to say they want to start off from France. The first level is going to be in France, and they're going to be on the boat fighting. The next level is going to be on the boat, and then the final level is going to be in America, where they are going to go. Um, they're literally going to be. In, um, they're going to get a boat and go all the way from. France to the south, and they're gonna um, literally fight vampires in the south. Vampires are um, actually, um, I'm gonna follow. Look, I'm just gonna follow a Lincoln uh, vampire hunter. The the vampires have literally taken over slavery, and now Ishmael must fight the vampire. Not vampires are taking over slavery. The sl certain people have literally took. Um, he, Ishmael is literally trying to go around. You know, Ishmael's followers trying to build Dracula in America. He's trying to start stuff in America, and he's trying to build this. I, I want to go from here to America. Just literally go side scrolling. That is time. Vampires. All right. Interesting concept. <laughs> I wasn't so, doing. I was trying to continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, three minutes, Zach. Yeah, okay. Uh, first, let me explain what a gent is. You know how, like in most metal, in some metal songs, you'd be like, da na na. A gent is the hard pop noise where it goes, da da da. Like that, that's what a gent is. It's that sound, specifically. Uh, so I'm carrying the sound motif over. And what the story is, is in my story, this goes to the future in like, the, the latest titles where Alucard has been alone too long and is literally gone nuts. And what his, his plan is, is to use the, use this dimension traveling to go back and make a clean timeline with no vampires at all. And eventually just end himself. That is his, that is what he believes is the best. And he goes to a wizard guy to do this. And what he does not realize is that without the Tempest Clan controlling and creating these wars and basically thinning things out and balancing it out, 
it starts that the creatures run rampant like a cancer throughout the entire world. And you play as a one, the one survivor, one of the survivors at the end who finds his way, finds it, hears a song. He hears a, a song through it, and you go through it, through the song. Through the power of the song, you end up going all the way back to Castlevania 1, where you have to stop Alucard from destroying Dracula and making sure that the castle remains. So basically, you it's while it's the gent, the gent is the sound, and the desecration is Alucard trying to destroy the castle. And you go through every permutation of the castle through the series, excluding the 3D ones. And they are, they are Metrovania-styled, but they are done in the graphics of the time. So, but each one has a... What you're you're doing, what you're how how you are tracking is this is a future and things are kind of weird. The wizard guy he has like a baby driver cassette deck, and the cassette that he has are the things that you are following. You are following the sound on it, and you follow the sounds through the castles to your eventual goals. And your goals are, obviously, to stop Alucard from screwing the timeline up into oblivion. He believes he's in the right. The wizard, on the other hand, does not care. He, he, he just wants the world to burn. And he thinks this is the best way to do it. So he is the actual bad, but he is not the active bad. That is time. <clears throat> okay. <sighs> Let's see how to how to do this because technically we are pitching something that doesn't exist. With pitch questions, we generally do a rebut. Yeah. Okay. So then. I guess if that is a but about our, our own question, not about theirs. Or about our own, try to formulate something about ours, not try to attack theirs, right? Is that what you want? Yeah, go for it. So I, I, I do not, let me confirm myself. I'm not going to attack Zach's answer. I cannot attack his answer. He will not attack mine. Correct. Okay. Um, also, I want to add between. So, look, I want to fix this whole um, making the thing even powerful in the system. I want to add something where the hearts are there, so you do can get the sub weapons. But I want to add an element which I saw in um, Cuphead, which is something interesting. Literally letting you have a store. When literally every stage you go to, you get a store. You can go buy something. You can buy an item. You can buy um, a certain whip that you know, certain what that allows you to whip in eight different directions, you know, I, I don't know, some type of curse where it makes them whip in certain ways, or by, or um, books on how to whip. It literally lets them whip in all eight directions. That way the player can go back to the past and do what they did in Castlevania 4 for those people that can do it, but set it at a certain price range. But I think the store is a good added thing to this, where each stage you do, 
And um, I like to say at the end, you know, I don't want to resurrect Dracula. I want to, the twist is, I don't want to resurrect Dracula. I want to make Ishmael's follower actually um, become sort of use magic and try to just, it's like, I, fuck, I couldn't, he just, it's like Dracula's finally dragged dead and I can't resurrect him. He's like, fuck it, I'm actually going to try to do my, I'm going to do my best to destroy this cursed land that's around me. And it's up to you to defeat him. And you beat him and you find out that the person that was supposed to be your successor was a Belmont, was the final Belmont. And you basically just killed the final Belmont, which adds tone to the story of this is the last Belmont and this is the Belmont that is dead. And that's what I want to add to Castlevania. Sort of like that is time. <laughs> I'll get into anything I have later on. So, Zach. I know you got some facts. I mean, I do too, but I'm not going to say them because we did your, the way we're doing this. Uh, but I'm happy that we're doing this because I wanted to actually explain mechanic. One of the mechanics, as I mentioned, is the gents and the way that each of the cassettes has a different soundtrack in a different castle in the world. The way I envision this is you actually gain more power because the closer you get, the heavier the songs get, the heavier the riffs get. And if you learn to whip and or, and or attack, depending on what you're using, on the beat of the gent, you get a quarter power boost as you progress. And that would scale over time. That you would end up with, as your power would go, so would the... You're, the, it would still be a quarter, but since your power is getting larger, so would that inevitably. So basically, you would be learning how to time the bosses while timing the song, adding an extra layer of difficulty for those that want it, and maintaining an amazing soundtrack with the game. Like, that's why I'm thinking, in my mind, I kind of equate both these with a kind of like a, a Sonic Mania it's on a Sonic Mania to, and Generations kind of twist to it. That's how I'm picturing it in my head. Uh, but basically, I I want to use the music as an actual mechanic. So, okay, okay. <clears throat> so, really let's see here. Any final questions? Really? Yeah. Nothing, nothing, Angie? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, then let me pose this to you guys then. For each of your games that you have proposed to us give me one thing from your game from your proposed games that you think would be interesting in the other's game so i got to take something from his game and put it in my game <laughs> no you got to take something from your game and put it in his game oh uh, we can replace it, right? We gotta replace it, or we just take it. 
you can either replace something or you can add something that you think from your game that you would like to see be played out in his in his game, vice versa. Okay. Okay. I would take out the Metroidvania from his game because Metroidvania is really is something that's really been tacked on it's been like so many games in it it's just basically continuing on into other games i think that's something that he needs to take out of it and go back to a classic if you want to make a 3d platformer or something make a 3d platform but take the metroidvania out of it because it makes certain players if you take that out of it it makes it accessible to all players because metroidvania i played symphony of the night and I could not get it, and I played that game for an entire month, and I still couldn't get it. So I think if you were to take that out of it and literally put something more of take my whole taking going back to the old classic gameplay, I think that would be something that would be beneficial to your game. Okay, so removing the Metroidvania aspect, Mm -hmm. which kind of i mean you could see that working but that's not my call at the moment yeah 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 so zach this might seem a little superficial okay i'm just going to preface that i want to take the name ishmael because i like the idea of these of the tapes i'm talking about being his white whale if that makes any sense take the tape ishmael so they are his white whale. Like, call me Ishmael, Moby Dick. No, no, no. I thought you were supposed to take something from your game and put it in mine. Is that how that works? Yeah, I thought that's how it would work. That's what it yeah, was you, you take something from your game and put it into his. Oh, what I would take from mine is... Uh, I'd actually... I think <laughs> I, w- I would take the idea of multiple timelines being in there like more than just the 20s okay sorry i got that backwards yeah yeah <laughs> no i do yeah. wish the ishmael thing was in mind just because i like that idea. <laughs> i don't i didn't know if you knew the, the i don't know why you uh, called I, it I, know, I, I know i call it ishmael because it sounds like something that they would use back in that time Look, I've been I watched Castlevania series. There was a character I just feel like I feel like there's an Ishmael here. There's got to yeah. be an Ishmael. Here. It's it, no Ishmael's a literary reference. Yeah, but they, there's Ish, I, I feel like some kid got named Ishmael. Come on. <laughs> I did. I'm just saying, like if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. it was in media, it's more than likely a reference to Moby Dick. True. True. All right. Anyway. Uh. Angie, who do you think won? Why you gotta start with me? <laughs> because it's either one or the other, and both of you say that too, but the same yeah, thing yeah. every time. Yeah. I know. Um, well, I don't know. They both sounded really great, and I would definitely like to see both of them. But just to make things quick and easy, and based off the arguments, I'm gonna go with Zach's. I just knew it. Y'all just go with Zach. (laughs) You won round two. You do. Huh? You run round two. Mm -hmm. Pick me, though. 
Yeah, they picked your answer. That's how this yeah, works. Yeah, we agreed. We agreed with you. That's how you won. No, it wasn't three. It's always two. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, Pyrata. Um, I do like both concepts of both both games. I would say for the gents, though, I would actually rather see that not as a Castlevania game, um, but as its own independent strip out the Castlevania-ness and give your own new monsters and characters to it. That would be a sick-ass game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the, the whole, like, not just time hopping, but location hopping for the pitch that Mac had made with his Ishmael character, whether or not he knew where the name was coming from. Um, and actually, I really like that because I, I'm very much in the literature and I was hoping that there might be more in there. But what draws me to Max is the that emotional part. I, I like things that spark an emotion in me, whether it be something positive or something negative. Knowing that you've killed off the final Belmont, oh, man, that would be sick to see at the end. So, I mean, that probably puts a lot of the diehard fans off, but I'm like, that kind of twist is, that's something as a gamer I live for. Something like that that just I did not see coming. It's like I stepped off a curb and got whacked with a boss. Like, that's what I like. So I would give this one to Matt. Ah, go from making it easy to making it hard. <laughs> All right. Well, listening to both of the answers given, both the products on display. Um, I will say, I'm sorry, technically you wouldn't be killing the final Belmont because Julius exists. That is true, but I'm just, this is just my timeline, I'm sorry. (laughs) True, but at the same time. Yeah, yeah. At the the same time. Multiverse theory is a bitch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Multiverse theory is a bitch. (laughs) I will say, though, that technically... An emotional uh, hit of that caliber has kind of been done, given the notion of, even though a lot of it, it's a mixed bag on whether people like it or hate it, Lords of Shadow. Point. Yep. Gabriel Belmont being Dracula. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that. I mean, you already got the chance to play Dracula in Soma Cruz, but now you're saying that the Belmonts are linked to Dracula simply because Dracula is a Belmont? That that story, that's the reason I heard that timeline so much. Why is Dracula Belmont? <laughs> Blame the religious overtone. Yeah. Uh, and I will admit, this one is actually pretty difficult for me to choose because both sound very good. I mean... As I hear them, for what I'm hearing, I'm uh, to give good references of what I'm hearing. I'm hearing Chrono Trigger meets Crypt of the Necrodancer versus uh, in Zach's answer versus 
Assassin's Creed 3 meets vampires. You know what? If I lose this, I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I mean... I love Assassin's Creed 3, yes. Can I can I just say I'm happy that you know what Crypt of the Necrodancer is? I am happy that you acknowledge Considering that I have Cadence of Hyrule on my Switch. I am just happy that you would reference Assassin's Creed Well, I, I know people know what Cadence of Hyrule is, but I, I don't know how many people actually knew about Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is an awesome game. Look, look I'm just happy that you acknowledge Assassin's Creed 3 is yeah. a great game. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is because technically Civil War times uh, still effectively use the same weaponry that we used at the Revolutionary War, so right. techni- technically there's not much difference. Yeah. I mean, how do outside the of the historical change? difference, but we're not getting into that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As I listen to these, and I think about them, I, I hate to do this to you, uh, to both the judges, but we're going to a PvP round. I'm giving it to Mac. What? <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't think I was gonna make it. No, I thought Zach's was a good game. I really wanted to play. No, that. I thought both. Of, I thought both of yours were a very good game, but on the same token, oh. Zach, you, you, yours excels on the notion of time travel to each of the different Castlevania games, but on the same token, strictly limiting it to a Metroidvania game as well breaks the breaks how the original Castlevania games were going to work. Yeah. I, I guess to me, I, I think it, since each would be a different iteration of the Castle, they'd each be different maps. Yeah. That's how it's different. It, yeah, different maps, but it also comes down. It also did come down to gameplay mechanics and how well they'd mesh. Um. Yeah. Well, Zach, so down to it again. Here we are again. Um, it always ends this way with us. <laughs> <sighs> now here, here's right. the question: Do we do a final round or do we tie again? Is the question. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, you know what? I will have that be a deliberation vote between me and the mods. Majority wins. Would you guys rather have them tie again, or would you rather go to a PvP round and get the definitive winner? Because we've done the tie again before. This is how this actually happened. Uh, that's up to Pyretta. I'm all for PvP. We need an actual winner so we can go on to our finals. Well, no, we're not. We're me and him aren't in the running. This, oh, this okay. is just a staff battle. Yeah. Oh, well, this is just a staff. I mean, I still want to have a definitive winner. If we had a tiebreaker before, excuse me, I'm gonna mukbang this though because I need to eat. <laughs> Peter, thank you. <laughs> so you want another tie and just go to Mega Man Legends? <laughs> I won't fight. All right, fight. we've we've effectively got one vote PVP, and I I left it to moderator choice plus myself. Guys, we're going for a definitive winner. Get your arguments ready. Damn it! <laughs> well, how can I do, get my arguments ready? <laughs> okay, get your mind ready. How can I get weapons. my mind ready? Get your weapons ready, Zach. <laughs> I haven't been drinking enough for that. I don't do well. All right. This is where I fall down. (laughs) We'll do the standard PvP of uh, 
Let, let's see here. Looking for a coin here. I have a. I actually have a coin. Yes, but you're a competitor. <laughs> well, true. I, I would say I've never rigged a coin cost. No, you haven't. Right here. Angie, you got. You guys got one. No, no, Pirate. I think she got one. Yeah, Pirate got one. Pirate, you got. All right. So heads is whatever Pokemon this is. That Lapras. is Lugia. Lugia. I can't sure. say Lapras. That sounds gross. The black side that's all like some Pokemon and stuff. I can't see it. Oh, I like those ones. It's it's a it's a Pokemon coin. So yeah, I was doing this because I needed a, a D two for my my D and D dice. So. All right. Mm -hmm. so, all right. Guys, gotta call it. Lugia. Lugia. And it's Lugia. It's, it's heads. All right, Mac, you could choose whether to choose one of us to give you a question or choose whether to go first or second. Second. All right. Physical challenge. Zach, who do you want the question from? <laughs> you. Ooh, from me. Mm -hmm. Fair. <laughs> okay. I, is it too late for me to pick the physical challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Damn it. Okay, then. <laughs> That was a quick response. Well, well um, I just want to say um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, yeah, this isn't an award ceremony yet. <laughs> All right. Pick a movie character. I, I I'm going first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckaroo Bonsai. Mm, nice. That is definitely one I haven't heard of, but oh, I'm also 29 years old. Dude, it's like the shittiest but yet awesomest seaplane movie ever. I love it. I'll I'll look into it later, but at the same time, I'm just asking for movie characters. So if it's a movie character, I'll go with it. Ethan Hunt. Okay. For your guys' question. Explain how each of them would make a perfect Castlevania villain. Ah! Yes! Yes! <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. This, this is so good. <laughs> I'm oh, it. I could explain this really good. All right. Ooh. Now, do you know I'm not asking for I'm not asking for the castle design. I'm just asking how. If you want to include it, fine. But it's may or may not be included in judges scoring. That I will leave to the judges. Okay. I'm asking how they would be a perfect villain. What their plan would be. And how they would choose to oppose their rival clan, the the rivals that they are fighting against. So it, it would. So this is just Simon Belmont, just regular, regular human, right? Yeah, we're go, we're we'll put them each in the as the role of Dracula for for this one. But oh, okay. But okay. they're they're in themselves their own characters. They're just taking Dracula's spotness. 
All right. So, Zach, you're going first. Buckaroo Banzai, I know you don't know him, but here's here's two things you need to know. One, he is a master martial artist, meaning he is incredibly physically adept and can beat pretty much anyone's ass. And two, he is a genius. The movie's called Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension because he discovers the eighth dimension. So basically, you you wanted you about the castle design. He could design a gigantic, technologically advanced castle, the likes of which, like, we can't perceive unless we perceive eight dimensions. Um, <laughs> he also it has very good team building uh, aspects as he builds, actually builds a team throughout the film, so he would actually be able to get generals on his side, which is something a Dra- Dracula needs to have is underlings. Otherwise, he's screwed. So you have the castle, you have the underlings, you have, and to specifically defeat a Belmont, mostly just the ability to, you know, kill him. It it can zap you to somewhere else that's not there. Why would he not? Why would he wait? He just shoots the car with Belmont in it, and it goes to question mark. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, Mac? Are you ready? If Zach's done. Uh, other than that, I was going to say you can, with the, with, the, with, the, with the martial arts skills, he could easily be a bell, like Simon's equal, physically speaking. Okay. So, okay, now if, if, if that's all Zach has, then yeah, go for it. Oh, me? Oh, um, look, Ethan Hunt, if you don't know who Ethan Hunt, everybody should know who the fucking Ethan Hunt is. It is the best spy in the U.S. This man makes the impossible mission, and he goes through the most impossible mission. So who better than to create the most impossible thing in the world than the person that can do the impossible? This man will literally have everything down pat in that damn castle. He will literally have things in there that you have never seen before. And as for people that he has underlings for, damn it, he gets the underlings. He makes friends more than anybody. He'll get fucking Simon Pig literally doing cybernetic things that you don't even know. Big rings with a fucking big gun and blowing shit up. Um, Maggie G coming in there sniping people. Um, that guy in the second one, I don't know his fucking name, the Australian, he gonna be doing some shit. And then you're gonna have literally, you're gonna get um literally have um Danny Newton, the big the um the um the the thief literally doing stuff that being sneaky and doing stuff to Simon Belmont, literally maybe seducing Simon Belmont. And also one thing I do like about Ethan Hunt, he is a master of damn disguise. He is very good. He can literally get. He can literally go into the castle, literally lure Tom Belmont into a trap, and literally pull. And you would that would be funny. You literally get him in there and try to Belmont. It, it'd be in the guy if you played the game and you literally see the trap and you see just literally um you see that the guy said that they're smiling his plan and he pulls out the mask and it's, it's Ethan Hunt. He's like mission accomplished. This, this is this is fun. This is something interesting. I want to see this. I want to play this damn game. Da-da-da. That Da-da-da. is time. <laughs> that is time. 
Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. All right. Zach, you have a minute to add on to your argument or knock down Max starting now. I just want to point out that Ethan Hunt is somebody who always needs orders and really does not, he is reactive, not proactive. He does not have agency of himself. He doesn't have that kind of mind. Like he can make friends, but he's not manipulating them. He's not a user. He isn't anybody who has the capacity to scheme. And for me, that would make a very dull villain if the villain has to basically be told what to do by somebody else. Because he has the skills, but he doesn't do anything unless something above him happens. That is time. All right. Mac. Let me tell you how much that's a complete and utter bullshit. Because those protocols, he literally was literally, literally disemboweled from the agency. He was doing all that shit on his own. Um, even in um, even in the next one, um, which is Rogue Nation, he was literally go not even under orders. He literally was disemboweled from the CIA. They literally brought the um, IMF into CIA. He was on his long. He was on his loan in that one. He pulled together the team and got it together and did the shit and did the mission in those films. Even the fallout, he was on his own. He was literally doing shit on his own. He literally had somebody right beside him who was a damn villain who was beside him. He don't need the people to follow him. And that's from yours. Yours is too futuristic. And I think it's either or, or Mac, not both. Hold on. You can go. I can. I have the time. I can do it. As for um, as for that's yours, not what Zero said, though. Zero. Zero. I said or. I specified or. So I can't talk about his. You, you're effectively def stuck defending yourself. All right. Anyway, um, it's um, also as an added bonus, it's this is this is um, Ethan Hunt has done this. He's proven that he can do this. And also as added, and also, um. Like I said, he that's also adding a bonus when you talk about Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol. That is time. That's time. How's that time? I didn't even I had to pause. You had a minute. I had to pause. I know I paused for you. Okay. I paused the timer for you when you paused. Okay. And then I continued it on when you started again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pyretta, who do you think won? Zach brings up a very, very good point about Ethan, and that is very much not so much that he'd make a boring villain. He may work out of the parameters and not follow orders as Max supported, clearly in his case, because this is true. I've seen every single one of those films. But Ethan always works on the side of good. He is not really a villainous character. Now, if you've ever seen Buckaroo Banzai, as I have, 
while he's not villainous in nature, he doesn't have that pure side, that complete motivation to be the hero to save the day. Which, yes, Ethan's a master of disguise and tactically he's amazing. And yes, he's very charismatic. So he can get people, whether or not they're his friends, to at least work on his behalf. It doesn't bring up how... Basically, in the arguments, Ethan would need a lot more support from his underlings than you would be getting for Buckaroo Banzai with um, his mentor, Dr. I'm blanking, and the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Whereas he was definitely not just the leader, he wasn't necessarily supported, it was just they were kind of there and wanted to support him, not that he was like wooing them to be on his side and to work with him. Um, Zach missed a key thing that would have absolutely made him the like the ultimate villain and thrown that completely and entirely undeniably into his favor. But bringing up about you know, Ethan would kind of be a lackluster villain. He he is right because no one wants to see him be the villain. Everybody's like, hey, if someone's gonna have to save me because I've been kidnapped, that's the motherfucker I want saving me. So I would give this one to Zach. All right, Angie. I have to agree with Tyrett. I'm going to give it to Zach as well. But the thing that just stuck with me the most is just the fact that Max's character needs to be told what to do, where Zach's character doesn't really. I literally argued that he doesn't. He's always working on an outside. Watch, he might be watch Ghost Protocol. I have. He did not need. I, I, he did not need any help, man. Hey. Okay. The, the 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 time for being at each other's throats with serrated daggers is over. Mine wasn't serrated; it was covered in poison. Either way, it was a dagger. I do not deny. So, it. well, this is kind of a uh, doesn't matter who I choose, but I'll yeah. give my I'll give my two cents on it. When I when I posed the question, I definitely wasn't exactly looking into alignment. So at least good on you guys for recognizing that alignment wasn't exactly key for this. I will say that both seem like they would be very inventive in their trickery and and how to defeat the Balmonts. One would be more subtle, the other would be more forceful, but both would be able to, to set up means to really push the Belmont clan to its limits. But I also noted that they would have to wipe out the Belmont clan. And there's no better way to wipe out the Belmont clan than making them cease to exist. Yeah, good point. Therefore, by that little notion alone that technically Buckaroo Banzai is able to effectively teleport them into a place where they could literally cease to be. That's that is Zach. Okay. He, yeah. 
Keith can and I Humphrey. say if it was the reverse and if it was who would make the better Belmont, yours would have won Mac easily. Oh yeah, hands down. Oh yes, yes, yes. You were not winning that fight. You were no, not winning. <laughs> you would have to concede that. Teleport through solid matter. I'm sorry. That's like, why the fuck wasn't he a villain? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, yeah. if it was some, if he, if you wanted to make him a Belmont, you would have lost. You, you there was no chance. Oh yeah, there was no you, way. There no. was no chance of hell. You were also, I, I, I wanted to bring up that Jeff Goldblum's on Buckaroo Banzai's side as well, but I didn't do that. I mean, I was thinking, I was, I was wondering what he was gonna do. I thought he was gonna. My, my minute play was I can, I can reverse this because I thought Ethan Hunt would make a good Belmont, but also he would make a good, he can make a good. I can argue he could be a villain. So you know. And and actually, and here's the thing, you you actually brought it up in your defense when he's in Rogue Nation, he's been disavowed from the CIA. Sure, he's still doing things on the side of good, but te- but technically, being disavowed from the CIA means you're tech you technically don't exist on the CIA's records. No, meaning you're allowed to get away with whatever means necessary, no matter how evil, no matter how cruel. Right. But to me, what I was trying to get at is no matter, even with that limiter off, he follows uh, the instructions. He never, but that was my whole argument. I thought, literally, I'm not going to lie to you, Zach, what you won with was the dullness, but I felt like the argument of him him not being following orders, I feel like that was bullshit because he doesn't follow orders in those two films. He's actually on his own. I'm thinking that order is more aligned of how it would tear your mind out like Full Metal Jacket, not orders, orders. But more you, you, you want Zach. I know, I know. I, 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 I'm s- s- kind of s- yeah. style yeah. orders rather yeah. than... Yeah, I, yes. I don't... I, you're, you won... The argument you're still trying to argue that no, I'm not trying, trying to. to I, I'm you're still trying to win that point, and I literally slashed that point. The only reason you won was the fact that I didn't argue. Oh no, I, I worded that poorly. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because if oh, okay. I, I if I literally figured out that he if I got rid of the dull part, then we would have been in a stalemate, then I would have got a good win. I couldn't argue that. So touche to you. I'll admit that. But that's right. the only point. All right. All right, but congratulations to Zach for. Uh, Winning out in the PvP round, I'll admit that that was a close decision because I did not think I'd be able to win with a character you'd never seen. I'll be honest. Uh, to be honest, you've actually turned me on to the notion of wanting to see that. <laughs> yeah, Wait, you should. It was a complete box office flop. It was like an eighteen million dollar like budget, and it made like barely over six or something like that. It oh, was- it was a megaton bomb of a movie. Oh, oh, and and if I really wanted to do something very fucked up, I would have picked um the box from the box boy, um yeah, uh, basket basket, yeah. basket basket case. Yeah, I would have picked him, and you would have been like, yeah, damn it, Mac. <laughs> yeah, but Mac is just. The choice he gave, I because we already had a replace a Belmont question. You should have known replace Dracula was coming. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking that far, so you know. That, it's okay. Yeah, that's the way, it's the way of the PvP. I, I got yeah, it's, it's the it's it the is, way the cookie crumbles, and that and yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so, got here, Zach. So don't try to pull. 
Don't try to pull this shit like you you said you were gonna decimate me. You didn't you, you didn't decimate me. You were on your toes at me. I never said I would decimate you. Yes, you did. No, I said you'd be salty whether you won or lost. No, you didn't. No, he, he did say you'd be salty whether you won or lost. He did say that, but he was talking shit on um, Twitter. Like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. In the I argument. never said that. You did. And it, anyway, with, with that PvP round over, let's move it on to plugs. And you got anything to plug for us? Well, as you guys know, I am always here hanging out with the Game Fixers, so make sure you check out all those fun shows that we have on the channel. You can also find me on Mixer, mixer.com forward slash Angelic Sin. I'm also on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and you can also find me on TikTok. And I also have a merch shop at spreadshirt.com forward slash Angelic Sin. Very nice, very nice. Pyretta, any plugs? Well, you can actually, I'm going to be streaming tonight on Twitch at Pyretta Sapphire with one P and Sapphire. You can find me on YouTube at Pyretta Blaze, capital P, capital B. And I'm very frequently on Twitter at the Pyretta Blaze, beautiful yet dangerous on Instagram. And you can find me at the Pyretta Blaze on Facebook on my Facebook page. All right. Zach, plugs. All right, I took a little inspiration from having a title thing at the end, and this is what I came up with like 20 minutes before we started. Huh? Why? Hey. That, why? So I'm currently randomly gnawing at uh, Bumbo and Strider 2014. Oh. Uh, um, why? 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 Just, just why? Backwards that? Brains Labs on YouTube and at Mads of EBL on Twitch. Is that, is that just why the why why, why what why the art why why it's Zach yeah also um also just so you know Zach I'm just gonna be honest here if you would have picked um um if you would have picked um the best Castlevania game you already know is um what is it what was the game you were calling um um genital genital jousting I mean that would have won I mean just oh my god. Best Castlevania game ever. I'm about, I'm about to put that in the list of. You're gonna get you're gonna get smacked on that one. Same with Trump, <laughs> same with Trump jokes. No, 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 no. Hold on, wait a minute. Smacked. <laughs> yes, smacked. <laughs> I will find a way to reach my hand through my phone and smack you. <laughs> I, there's Send so him many... a gif of somebody smacking somebody else. That's what I usually do. I I could send him Squirt Russell if you'd like. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> Mac, because you are the technical host and leader of this entire lovely three ring, ring circus, if you don't mind going last. Oh no no I don't mind going last. All right, guys. I am Zero, producer of GF1 Studios. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com/crimsonshooter with a Z and you can feel free to you know message me at me especially if it's video game stuff related because I am always up for some good old-fashioned video game memes and whatnot and still working on setup for get forget my stream up uh, twitch.tv slash crimson shooter with a Z as well um, just gotta get that get a TV for the upstairs bedroom. All right. 
All right, and we leave it to you, Mr. Mac Pool. Yay, I, I got the show back. Okay, uh, so uh, guys, I want to thank y'all for watching. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming here. Zach, I maybe call you a dumb. I probably I maybe call you a fuck, and uh, I cuss you out all the time. But you know, I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, but um, congratulations, Zach. Um, and also, um, I know a lot of people think I'm staying a little saucy on us, guys. I'm just being honest here. It's that at the um at the first round, um, the first two more questions I actually thought I had, I did not prepare for the last two because. You know, things happen, and I did. And also, if you're watching this later, and I'm sorry I didn't get it out sooner. You're in excuses. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Um, Monday oh. I had, huh? huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Monday we had that tornado, and I really hadn't had had any sleep since. Okay, well, that's understandable. That's, yeah, I, I, I have not had, I literally hadn't gotten a night rest for an entire week, so. Um, apologize not for getting the link out sooner, so I apologize for that. That's my fault, and um, I should I should have got it after the day. But like I said, I've been worselessly, and actually, in all honesty, I almost didn't want to do this episode because of things happening. But I'm glad I did it because we need things to get back to normal, people, and this is normal for me, and I needed to do this. So, um, so um, I want to thank y'all for. You know, thank y'all for being with us and coming on here and you know spending time with us and um, and through this crucial time. Um, make sure you wash your hands. And also, um, also want to thank I want to thank y'all for um, we got a we got a shop. We got a shop. Angie, where's the shop at? Because I didn't have it the last time. Spreadshirt.com forward slash uh, game fix. Wait, hold on. Let me double check that. No. Shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash GF1 dash shop. Gotcha. So go get, so if you heard that, people go to that shop now. Go shop now. Shop now. I think now. they get it, Mac. Mac, okay. they get it. Yeah, they should get it. Uh, oh. um, and also, uh, got plenty of stuff we're coming up. I think we got the GF1 podcast this weekend, right? I don't know. Okay. Well, um, while we're while, so um, we got the GF1 podcast coming up. We got the GF1 podcast coming right up. So get ready for that. Um, if you like us um, getting raw and sorry that didn't come out right. If you like us acting crazy, yeah, it is this week. So this Saturday, make sure you go watch the GF1 podcast. Come see me, Zach Apiretta, and possibly guests talk about random stuff and shit and. They're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about that on the podcast. I mean, uh, I talked about shit last time. Yeah, we did. Shit. Little shit. Anyway, and um, if you like to talk about Game of Thrones stuff, and you know what I'm talking about, then talk <laughs> don't watch the GF1 podcast. Angie's ready to kill us. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Ah, uh, damn it, Zach. What's that? Just making sure people know what it looks like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that is Jeff Goldblum in a cowboy outfit. Oh. No, awesome. it's never really explained. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. I was about also, to John Lithgow is hilarious. Yes. Of course. It's John Lithgow. Well, yeah, uh, but he was, he's also been, uh, he, yeah, he wasn't funny in Dexter. Mm, but is Dexter supposed to be funny? Exactly. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, so um, I want to thank y'all for doing that. Um, thank y'all. So go watch that show. We got that coming on this weekend. And come back next Monday um, where I will be back in the fighter's chair where I'm going to literally just leave it to Angie and Pyretta who wants to judge that fight. So it's going to be me and Eric going at it one-on-one, mano-mano, Mac versus Eric, three. This is the third round between me and Eric. Remind you people, talk your shit. Eric has not beaten me. Never, never, ever, ever beaten me. I am undefeated against him. So, Eric, you must, if you want your, if I am 3-0 and against you, if you want the daggone to face me, come on. This is your, this is your demon. You got to fight your demons. Come for me. Anyway, um, so Matt versus Eric 3 is coming up. Um, and also, am I forgetting something? Yes, you're forgetting to thank our now 5,000, 5,000 subscribers. Woo! Milestone. Thank you, everyone that subscribed. Yes, thank you. Oh my God, we got five thousand subscribers! Shit, <laughs> right? That's a <laughs> We got no. I'm serious, guys. I, I already cried last night. Um, six, three, five thousand subscribers. That is fucking amazing. Um, I, I have halfway to a half. We just celebrated three K Saturday. <laughs> okay, and now Eric is fully aware of the mad shit you were talking about. <laughs> what the what? Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Anyway, but anyway, um, I want to thank y'all for getting us to five thousand. We're literally, I want to say, two hundred subscribers away from six thousand. So we are so close to six thousand. Um, so um, I think we'll talk about what we're gonna do for the next two, the next for the 5,000 subs. We'll talk about that probably off air. Um, and also, um, I'll also remember 10K, we're going to do something drunk. We agreed upon this. Oh, Lord. We're doing something. I'm not drunk. drinking until everybody, I see everybody else drinking. Oh, don't worry. We're that made my something. COD hard. We're, we're going to do something drunk and it possibly will be pre-taped. It will be pre-taped, just so you know. We'll do something drunk, but it'll be pretty safe. I apologize. It won't be live, but we will do something drunk. So get ready for that. So get us to 10K. Drunk something will happen. I don't know. Maybe it'll be drunk gamer fight, gamer fridge. I don't know. We'll see. But um, we're going to have something that we'll have to do with drunk. I don't know. But we're going to pre-tape it, so it'll be fun. But uh, anyway, I want to thank y'all for watching. Um, please like, share, subscribe. I love all of you. And everybody here, except these, no, I'm sorry. I, I love all of you. I love Angie. I love Pyretta. I love Zero. Goodbye. No. <laughs> I love <you>, Zach. <laughs> I love Zach. Uh, so um, I, I love um, I love everybody that works. Okay, we need to we need to wrap this up before we fall asleep. Damn it. Zach, let me have my moment of love. Okay. You've Not had enough. more than Zach, I love you so much. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Next Monday. Bye. All right. Hold on. Let me get this. It's in the way. Everybody can see it. <laughs> Girl.